What up, what up? We are back after a... Was it a disappointing tie or are we cool with the tie? No, we're not cool with the tie, we're not man. Cool with the tie. Of course not. Okay. Frustrating. Done with the Clásico Regio, 0-0 at uh, BVVA Stadium, House of the Los Rayados, known as House of Tigres. Um, guys, I mean, I had to watch the replay, so I didn't get to watch it with all the emotions live, but uh, I'm sure it was great, just like any Clásico normally is. A lot of uh, hype, a lot of talent on the field. Sometimes it delivers, sometimes it don't. But it uh, looks like this time we didn't get any goals, but... Some initial thoughts because it was a roller coaster between the first half and the second half. Great contrast. So, uh, Edgar, we'll start off with you, brother. What were some initial thoughts about the game going into the game? What were your expectations? And then once the game started. Uh, so from the last episode, uh, I thought that we would go winning three to one. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, but to me, the first half and the second half felt like two different games. I think in the first after the first forty five minutes, I. Still had the mindset that we could have gone 3-1. And then the second half just didn't happen. It was frustrating. Um, Igor did good. There were some positives as well as some negatives. But overall, it was just a real frustrating game. Yep. Sean, I know uh, you have some quarrels with some of our defenders back there. So uh, the lineup, what did you think about the actual lineup that he came out with defensively? What were your uh, thoughts about the... The line, because I thought they had a great game back there. I thought we got lucky that the VAR overruled that goal. I thought uh, that we were kind of lucky to come away with the draw in that sense and that that was the only ball that actually went into the net. I actually thought that we were the better team. Uh, I'm having to eat a little crow after thinking that we might be wobbly a little bit, come out and prove it against Santos, and then come out and really, you know, should have had at least two of those goals. I mean, you hit the woodwork twice, and, and that one that got kicked off the goal line was a miracle. Uh, so in all actuality, that's probably should have been a one, one game. It ends up zero, zero. You take the points and, and, you know, prove yourself to be a legitimate title contender in this league. Having done, just done what you did to Santos and done what you did to Monterey. So the way that the back line continues to put up zeros, you, you know, we have qualms with, but you can't argue with results, unfortunately. And so at some point we're going to just have to admit to facts of, of believing in the back line, regardless of kind of who's back there. Cause regardless of who's been back there recently via injuries and or red cards and or just regular lineup changes and transfers in, transfers out, they continue to produce. We, we throw out the three-goal anomaly of the season opener without Nahuel, and you're looking at a team that's given up three goals in eight games. So I think we're right where we want to be in terms of, of looking like a championship contender. We need to find a way to secure one of the top two seeds. So I think the game against Toluca and maintaining pace with Toluca is going to be tremendously important for the remainder of the season, but uh, overall takeaway to complete total net positive from the last two, uh, two fixtures. Absolutely. I think that for the most part, the, the defensive line looks confident and also is making smarter decisions. It, they don't look as chaotic, but uh, Lewis about the midfield, man, uh, Cordova, Cordova and had himself another game, but, I felt like he had a different role this game as opposed to the previous games. He was in the more helping out in the middle and defend. So what were your thoughts about in this first half, uh, the midfield playing? Because I thought that, like I mentioned, Cordoba had a great game there. I feel like once again, 
Piojo respected the opponent way too much. We said it going into the Pachuca game that he was just respecting them too much, their firepower. And in this case, he did the same thing. Um, to me, he had one too many defenders at the back. If you look at a lot of the, the plays, uh, especially on the counter for Rayados, they're going one attacker against three defenders back there. They had no chance. They had their first shot on goal at the 57th minute. So that tells you they weren't generating any chances. They weren't doing anything against us. But if you look at our midfield, Pizarro and Cordova were having to do most of the work. There's a lot of gaps. Uh, Rayados overloaded the mid. So we were having to kind of skip lines to be able to generate offense, uh, offensive chances. Uh, and so a, a lot of the play didn't go through our midfield. I understand we didn't have Carioca, but after the 15th minute, I feel like uh, Piojo should have pulled one of the center backs, either Reyes or Lichnowski. Take your pick, pull one of them, and you could have brought in a midfielder or you could have brought in a uh, Caicedo-type player to, to really – uh, press Rayados, and I don't think he did it. And so I think that put a lot of load on Cordoba. And he had a great game, don't get me wrong, but he was a having to play a different game, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I think had he been a been allowed to play the game that he should have played, I think Tigres would have easily scored three goals, like Edgar was saying. I think it was the game was set up for Tigres to score that many, especially as depleted as uh, Rayados was. Yeah, and one of the things, too, overall, the team just looked very focused. Like, they had no pressure on them. Like, we looked like the dominant, cool, collected team for the majority of the first half. And, you know, the chances that we missed out on. So, we we should have been rewarded with at least a goal going into the half. Maybe two, possibly. Um, but the attack was, you know, generating chances, like you were saying, but skipping lines because of the gap in the midfield. And so my question is, like, what's up with Gignac? Because now, you know, four, you know, three games, four games that he's not been in good form. He's had some chances, but hasn't connected the score. And then this game, I think that it was one in a while where he was definitely the worst player on the field. Yeah, I don't think he's had bad games. Like, he played well against Santos. He hasn't, he hasn't scored, which is what we need him to do. But he hasn't played bad. I think this is the first game I've seen him all season long where he's looked bad. He didn't get a whole lot of touches. His movement wasn't great. Uh, he missed the one the one opportunity he had in the second half, which I think normally he puts away. That cross into the box where he's one-on-one -on -one with the defender, and he shot it right at uh, Andrada, the goalkeeper. Uh, normally, when I saw that ball coming towards him and him freeing up from the center back, I was like, he's going to score. He's going to put it, you know, he's going to put it to the far post. And he he shot it straight at the goalie. And I, it's the only only opportunity he had all night, really. And he's really quiet. He's unusually quiet, I think. Is he unhealthy? Do we think he's unhealthy? No, I think if you're just seeing the signs of age more than anything, he's so good for that magic moment. He's still good to be a talisman when the engine's running hot. But it, you just may not be able to expect it all the time out of somebody there. And so it's, I would agree with Luis where it's frustrating to not see a Caicedo come on, even if you're not going to replace a center back, at least go like for like when Gignac hasn't shown you anything for the first 60 minutes, give him, you know, give somebody out there with fresh legs for the last 30 when we were looking lackluster and see if you can push the pace a little. And that was, me, a lot of it was fatigue. I got, I'm, yeah. I'm with Sean. A lot of it was just fatigue. I think, I think Piojo respects him too much where he, doesn't pull him 
early enough in a lot of games, and he's starting to burn them out. And in this in this game, he just looked tired to me the whole the whole way through. He, the and, energy wasn't there. And he hasn't been practicing. If if I'm not mistaken, the last two weeks, I think he's only practiced like three, maybe four days at most. Um, dealing, you know, he takes an off day and he basically does gym work. Um, so going into the second half, we talked, you know, you talked about Piojo not being aggressive enough. What do we think about the subs in the second half? Was there some another player that could have helped? You know, you guys mentioned Caicedo. Anyone else on the bench? I thought it was a little surprising that Tercero came in for Uguayala. I'm sorry, for uh, Diego Reyes as opposed to Uguayala. Any thoughts on the subs? I think they were awful. I think none of them should have happened the way that they did. I think Fulgencio should have come in at the 45. Uh, I know there are circumstances that made that different. I agree. Tercero was a bit of a strange one to me. I just, I hated them at all. And honestly, I think that is the reason why we didn't win this game. The subs were just awful. They weren't planned. Uh, like Luis was saying, he respected his rival way too much. I mean, those subs, you wouldn't see them in another game. Yeah, he had the opportunity, I think, to get really aggressive after Eric Aguirre got pulled off. So Eric Aguirre, right, if you go right, back right. and look at the tape, at the 15-minute mark, he got injured. And they brought in a guy who's been playing in the expansion league, man. I mean, it's a total rookie guy who uh, – Edson Gutierrez, I think is his name. So a, a guy who's really fresh, has probably never played a Clásico in his life. And I think that was his opportunity to go after Rayados. You could tell Rayados were really shooken up there for like – between the 15-minute mark and probably about the 40th minute, Tigres was really pressing. And I think they, he had Rayados on the ropes. If he would have just made a couple of solid substitutions, he would have scored. And honestly, I, I don't think Rayados would have finished with 11 players. If we would have just been a little more aggressive, you could have easily pulled out Reyes, for example, brought in Caicedo, and you could have brought in Fulgencio at some other point um, and, and just changed the lineup, just tweak it a little bit to get more aggressive, score. And then even if things don't go your way, you still have Ayala as a potential sub where you could pull a Gignac, for example, and bring in Ayala just to mm -hmm. kind of solidify the defense. So it's not like to making one out. move is going to mess you up to close the game out anyway. Uh, and so I think he he waited too long. From what I hear, Diente Lopez was injured yeah. really early on in that game, and he kept them for another 40 minutes. Dude. I mean, it's just... I, I don't understand. When you have the pieces, you got to make the subs. I mean, he he has a better bench than, than Bucetich at Rayado, so why yeah. not use it, you know? And also, like, you know, Quiñones was pulled off in the 86th minute, and you bring a guy in, Vigon, who has... There's one thing that we're going to get from Vigon, whether he has a great game or not, is intensity, you know, las ganas. You know, he's going to be all over the pitch, pressuring the ball, and so I feel like coming in the 86th minute, you're not really being intelligent as when you need to like, you know, choke the other team in order to, you know, attack them and, and go down their throat. So I thought that was terrible on, on his behalf. And, you know, now you mentioned Diente, he's going to be out two weeks. So moving forward, that spot's open. Florian's hurt. So Fulgencio looks like the automatic plug there. But, you know, it could be Cordoba gets pushed up more. We play a slightly different. Carioca comes in in the game. So what are we thinking there? Because that right side of the field, that you know, the first half is a lot more easier to measure as far as how the team played. So I felt, and even I brought it up last episode, was, you know, our attack. The right side of the field does not get a lot of connection. 
uh, going and build up moving forward. Now with Diente out on that side, what player or what do we need to do for this upcoming game against Pumas to change the way that, you know, we play? Well, I, I would say I think kind of matching off of the subs point, it seems like Piojo is really, really tied to being in that five, kind of three, two, five, four, one, whatever you want to call it. And so he's making just nothing but like for like subs and is being kind of inflexible in, in the lineup situation. And so if you take that kind of as a fact for now and assume that we're going to continue running that, you know, five with the wingbacks being willing to move up and then the left and right mids being willing to move up kind of as wingers, Geniac, we're riding the wheels off of that thing seemingly, so he'll start. And then I would have to guess. Respect, so... man. <laughs> I mean, you give the guy a game off. Like I say, I mean, what are you bringing Caicedo for if you're just going to, you know, ride him for 90 minutes? Poor guy. I mean, but that's yeah. honestly, that's what's happened to every offensive player that's came to Tigres for the last seven years. Uh, dude, you think about Ener Valencia. Ener Valencia is leading the league in Turkey right now in goals. And. Edu Vargas, ah, man, who, Andy Delor. The guy still has it, but I feel like now the the chances are just not being converted as opposed to previous seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with Sean, though, man. I think, <laughs> I think, I think they're working him too hard, man. I think yeah. he, needs, he needs to incorporate some kind of rotation with him. Let him play maybe 60 minutes and then bring in Caicedo, give him a solid 30. Because – we, what we need is Gignac healthy in Liguilla. It doesn't matter how much he kills it. We've, we're pretty much running away from the pack as far as standings is concerned. So why not start, you know, letting other players get some load management? I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I'd understand management. it too if he was the captain wearing the armband every game, but he doesn't even wear the armband. So I know it's almost sacrosanct to say put him on the bench and let him be the 30-minute sub. And can you imagine a fresh Gignac against tired legs for 30, you know, 30 crazy minutes potentially trying to play hero ball? I, I like that more as a role, even if he, you know, if that's his rest scenario game. Impossible when you pay him that much, but I, I feel you. I feel you. As far as rotations, Arnaldo, I feel like. Like I think Piojo now has the team to do a four-two-three-one. I think that's that's gonna be the formation moving forward, where you've got uh, Carioca and Pizarro playing in that holding mid role, and then Cordoba ahead of them as the attacking mid, Gignac ahead of uh, Cordoba with uh, Quinones and Fulgencio as your two wingers. I mean, I think it just sets up well for him because you got Samir Caetano now who can boss that back line i have no doubts that guy's gonna be tremendous for us so now with a proven back line man there's no reason why you can't play four at the back instead of five mm-hmm. so go go four two three one that gives you more pieces in the midfield and and honestly it's gonna make the team attack better it's what it's what people wants anyways that gives you a chance to attack higher up the pitch yeah I, and i think that as long as he's flexible like it doesn't matter how we play certain games. We can play three in the back or four in the back, you know, depending on the opponent. But he has to you be guys will know, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you guys will know this better than me. What does he historically run? Has he been more four. of a four at the back or a five yeah. at the back? Or what, what, what does he kind of historically run? Four. Always four. For Always four. Part. Okay. Yeah. And he, he, he I think he made a, a, a comment to it when he was like first came in and he we started playing three in the back and it was successful that he's not – he. He can play with it, but it's not his uh, ideal choice. Okay, okay. So we're in a perfect world. We're building to a four at the back system. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, at America, he ran five because he had really good wingbacks in Paolo Aguilar and can't remember who he had on the other side. But, you know, the system set up well for him to play. Ayun. Yeah, so, you know, it, I think he did it because he had just the pieces to do it. Um, and they, but he had I think, really good center backs, too. Yeah, but I think here from the beginning, he's always said he's one and four at the back, which okay. which that tells me he wants a four two three one. And I think part that's of, what he's working for. And it's part of that transition, you know, like, you know, uh, bringing in a guy like Loronia, and now you have your starting right back. You know, Angulo, ideally, with Aquino aging, ideally, Angulo is going to be your starting left back. You now brought in the center, left center back in Samir, and now the right spot's open. Well, I think it's claimed by Igor, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, ideally, it's up for grabs for Reyes, Igor, and then Ayala, but I think Ayala is also on the phasing out of it. So, the defense has gotten the restructure that Edgar had mentioned in one of our group threads that we didn't really get in the past. It actually seems like it's happening now. The midfield got uh, renovated with Cordova. So if we're going to play a 4-2-3-1, I think it has to be a team like Pumas who everybody, you know, takes their lunch money every game. So Honestly, against Pumas, man, he could go a 3-4-3 if he wanted to. He, he could play... <laughs> You know, not even play with wingbacks, and and Pumas is, is just in such a slump right now that I, honestly, I feel like he could get really really aggressive with that lineup, and and score a ton if he wanted to. Um, not not that you want to do kick kick the kick the dog while while it's down, but you know, he's got a lot of choices potentially in this uh, in this midweek game. Back to the Gignac subject, though, this would be the perfect opportunity to sit in for 45 minutes, get yeah. Jordi in, and see, all right, what can you really do starting fresh, um, 45 complete minutes, what do you got, and how familiar are you with your teammates, how much can you do? I think that would be a really perfect scenario for the next game. I don't think we'll see it, but I would like for that to happen. I, You know, that's, I mean, that's a fantastic idea. How long is it going to be until we apply you know european style approach to games uh, you know man city does it they pep rotates at least four of his players every lineup you know that all the big clubs do it and i just don't understand how especially when we pay that much to have talent on the bench how we don't utilize that better tuka didn't do it at all piojo <laughs> you know doesn't is not really showing that he can do it a lot or he's not choosing to. So that's I, the that's the thing with Piojo is that he's not choosing to. Like with with Tuca, at least you knew that he was never gonna do it. He like Tuca just was old school. He didn't believe in that kind of stuff. Like rotations, like whatever, we're not doing it. Uh, but but Piojo <laughs> when he came in, you saw how much he rotated that squad. Like he was making a ton of subs. The like. Guys like Chuy Garza and David Ayala were getting minutes, man. Mm-hmm. And yep, now you it. don't see them. So something happened with with Piojo that that he's just gotten so conservative, man. Extremely conservative. It, it was probably, you know, when they told him to, you know, better get his act straight, or he's going to get fired. <laughs> for no, that's what I team. said in the chat. I think for whatever reason, he's trying to prove himself with the players that he brought in. I feel like... What they how they say about L3 that they have the becados, you know, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of starting to feel that same way in Tigres with Quinones, with Igor, with Reyes. They're for whatever reason just solidified there. No matter if they're playing good or playing awful, they're there. If they're available, if they didn't get a red, you're gonna see them. 
Dude, Luis he definitely Qui has his favorites. Quinones Luis, is his favorite. Luis Quinones is his Renato Ibarra of America, man. Like he he could literally like he did, you know, hit a woman and go to jail and he would still play yeah. this man. So there's no doubt in my mind Luis Quinones will be the starting guy in the playoffs in the semis and then once we get to the championship this season. If Florian's healthy, is he the other potential wing guy? Or do you think he's just lost the trust at this point and you play Fulgencio or Diente? The Ferrari's still in the shop and the mechanic can't figure out what's wrong. Sean. Bro, I'm over it, man. I'm tired of like not him not being participative. Like, what is the point of having a player of that caliber and you can't even show him off, man? Like, we I think we just gotta realize he even if he contributes, he's not gonna be that star that we thought we were gonna get when we when he first arrived. At now, this Ferrari's point, I'm just like, he's gonna lose the keys. Lose <laughs> <laughs> <Here's> the keys. <laughs> At this point, I'm just like, let's save him for the league yeah, and see if if he's available. But I'm almost not counting on him anymore, man. It's it's weird. You know, he would have been perfect for this Rayados game. Like, I, there's two players that I feel would have killed it in this in this last game against Rayados, and it's. And it's Tovan and Carioca, man. Both those two guys would have made a killing yep. for us. I was but. surprised with how much the Rayados let us play with the ball, man. They let us have possession. And that's where I thought, like, you were, you were right, you know, about the whole pulling out a defender. We got to bring in a midfielder. Do we want to talk about Chaka playing with the U-20s and maybe being on the verge of return, potentially? Man, I hope the guy got a clean man. soul. I I hope uh, I hope we get him back. Just for, if it could just be for one season, man. I know a lot of people hate on him like crazy because he lets everybody go by him, but we've never had a right back that can dribble like that, can can pass like that. I mean, the guy's just he's got a ton of talent, but mentally he's just not something's wrong. Like he's after, to me after he received those death threats after the yeah. three game, yep. everything went downhill for him. Because it, it got personal because it, it, they went after his family and, and it was just that messed him up big time, man. And he's a very religious like yeah. person. He dedicates a lot to religion. So I'm sure like psychologically he felt like at a crossover where he was just not maybe even like believing in what his religion was because he didn't couldn't believe all these these people were doing that to him because that was intense, man. Like. And the thing is, like, people don't understand. This is why I hate, like, watching La Selección is that no matter who we got, bro, we're not a top 10 team. Like, chill. Like, it's, I, you know. Bro, I am to the point where I just don't even want to send any of our players over there. No. Because they come back, they come back worse. Like, they, like psychologically, they're a mess. And and all they get is criticism because people they're expect them players. to play. They, they expect them to play like they're in the Brazil national team. And it's like. You know, everything's it is just too too much drama, and they come back all messed up. And I'm like, let's just keep them here. Yeah, we they wear the Tigres jersey, and then when they go to the Selección, they're expecting them to play like Iñak. They're expecting them to play like Florian. You're not gonna get that. Mm -mm. I mean, it'd be awesome if we got that. We we don't even get that, <laughs> dude. And if they make a mistake, you know, it's like all over Twitter. It's like, oh, Tigres player. You they know, they turn like them into, they time, turn them into the, the scapegoats. In. Yeah. And it's like the whole team is rubbish, and you're going to just go after the, the one Tigres player that got to start, you know. So how are we feeling about uh, Danny Alves and the Pumas tomorrow? Well, talk about unfair criticism. That's one guy that's gotten a ton of unfair criticism. Poor poor guy comes in, and now he's 
blamed for everything that's wrong with Pumas. There, to me, I mean, Pumas is just in in free fall right now. There, there's no reason why we shouldn't win this game. You know, three nil. I don't know what's up with that dude. They have a good roster. I like their roster. It's it shouldn't be where they're at. They haven't been anything interesting in the last three or four short seasons, though. So I mean, they they haven't been truly competitive for a decent chunk of time now in terms of of actually feeling like you should have some fear when you go in and go in and play Pumas. I, I I'm with Luis. I'm actually thinking a two nothing, three nothing score line is is right in line with where we should be after this game. I honestly have no idea how they got to that final of the Champions League. Right. How did we get to that point? Well, I really don't remember. That, that was just a it's a bad uh, combination of things. Like we didn't Mexico the the federation didn't send the best teams. That was, that was a bad that was bad. It was just a bad bad mix, man. Like they had played well the season before and then they just all went into a slump and so it was just a weird combination of things not to mention mls is getting better that's also a factor and but, there's one team that was, was going to be seattle exactly right like, honestly Seattle's i feel like they overperformed team. almost kind of overperformed in that tournament to be honest with you i was low-key rooting for seattle i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and say it like i can't i can't root for seattle man i can't after they blew us out in that one Oh, when Elias Hernandez uh, uh, was in there, Lucas Lobos. No, no, the, this this other one. They well, they've blown us out several yeah. times. Yeah, but no, this yeah. Last time, I would I wanted Piojo out, man. I was like, oh, right, how, right. how are we gonna beat like three? We got that, beat like three nil or something, like four gross. nil. So gross. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. What was that? What what tournament was that? Was it a tournament? It was, was it, uh, Nations Nations Cup or something like that. Cup? I think Leon ended up winning that tournament. Mm-hmm. If I'm not uh-huh. mistaken. Oh, right, 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 right. I do recall that. Well, I'm thinking I'm with you guys. I mean, it should be a, a good victory. It's a, it's a home game. Uh, I love home games, midweek games. It's just they're so easy to watch, you know, from the comfort of the house. So I am looking forward to a dub. And I said it last game. I tweeted out to you. I think that Gignac has to get his goals in, man. But it would be great to moderate his minutes this upcoming game especially we got a, uh, another game on the weekend so hopefully piojo gets his bench going man we need we need everybody involved in clicking as we're going into towards the end of the season yeah we got two big games left in the season that i think america and toluca and if we could pull out dubs man i think we can finish at the top of the table because we're only two points behind but we got a game at hand so mm-hmm. i'm hoping that we continue rolling there Honestly, after what I've seen, Tigres has probably the best team in the league. If we could just get it together, you know, stay injury free, red card free. Exactly. Yeah, we're we're really looking we're good. looking good, yeah. man. We're yeah, I agree. Good. I definitely take uh, back everything I said when we first started the season. I think the team looks a lot more structured, a lot more balanced, and it's not just so chaotic going forward. So I think that's helped a lot. And it's the pieces. I mean, the pieces that we've added are making a difference. Loroña's already been impactful. Caetano's going to be impactful. And I think, I have no doubt, Caicedo's eventually going to chip in too. And I think those pieces are kind of what, what's making the team get better. Mm-hmm. You guys think we'll see some here next game? Ooh, I, I sure hope so. I hope so. He, from what I hear, he's ready. There's no reason why he... I mean, he was in form, right? He was playing in, in the Championship League. I think so, yeah. I would say we'll see him this week. It may not be Wednesday, but I definitely think if we don't see him, yeah, we'll rotate see him Saturday. Yeah, rotate some type of rotation here from – who do we got after uh, Pumas? 
A Toluca? No. Um, yeah, I'll check it real quick. Is it Necaxa? Necaxa. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh man, that's that's good. So we need we need to find some type of a uh, movement of the of the players shuffling the lineup a little bit. We need to get me going back in form too, man. He needs to contribute. We need everybody going. He's been quiet, man, but I hope I'm hoping he'll pick it up. Well, wait, when you write down the names that are like a, as like a two deep depth chart, you get excited about even what would be a second starting lineup. So the willingness to to make the moves on our end is is unfortunately unmatched by Piojo's willingness right now. But hopefully, right. with the short turnaround between these games, we'll see a little bit more flexibility and 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 willingness to be open to some new ideas. But uh, We'll see. Um, I'm certainly hopeful. I would say that we've definitely solidified our status as a championship contender. You can you can erase the doubts at this point. You know, uh, we're, we're one of the top three teams. So if we can get one of those top two seeds, you can cruise into the finals, even in the Lahia with just ties. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's the real goal that we got to be looking for the rest of this regular season is to keep those top two seeds. You know, you know how we know we're definitely contenders. It was the 86 minute uh, game was tied zero zero. And when Quinones got subbed out, he walked 25 yards to the sideline. And not a single Rayados player went over there to make him hurry up. They had no – they didn't want any part of that game, man. They were, mm-hmm. It was it was 0-0, and they were happy with it because they knew. I mean, we had them on the ropes. I mean, we really did. We, I mean, Diente had three. Yeah. You know, and Gignac missed one, so – Rayados has had, check this out, three goal, three shots on goal in 180 minutes. Damn. In 180 nice. minutes, bro. Three, zero, zero goals, three shots on goal. So that kind of tells you, Tigres, if we if we face them again, we got a really, We might really be good for shot. real, guys. We might be for real. No, hopefully it is. And I said this earlier in the week, but I, I don't like saying this too often. This is one of the better versions of Rayados that we've seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And for us to, you know, have had the potential win for them to, like you said, we're at the 86 minutes, they're against the ropes, and they don't care to keep pushing against, honestly, one of the better teams in the league right now, besides Toluca, we're doing good. And we have that potential to get the title, and hopefully we do. I hope Yoho proves me wrong. I hope Igor proves me wrong. Everyone else I've talked down on this season. Dude, that would be something, man. We win the chip and like we end up winning with Igor Lipschnovsky as our defend- starting defender. Hey, if we win the championship, we got to put Sean's uh, clip from two weeks ago where he said we were frauds. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be in the, it'll be in the bloopers, man. Absolutely. And, and, and every, all of our week one rants, too, after we were like, oh, we're garbage. Yeah, we, do, we did, man. We, <laughs> we definitely yeah. should talk to the team a lot. All right, guys. Well, that was good, man. That was a great combo. Thank you guys for uh, taking the time and uh, look forward to next time. Take care. We'll see you. Thank you. See you guys.